HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I want to start out this show today by just saying the biggest thank you to all the past guests, all the the bartenders, the bar owners, the brand ambassadors, the distillers, the brewers, the the winemakers, the chefs, and everyone in between, in all around the world that's been listening to this show and been on the show. We had our uh, our 100th ep- uh, episode, uh, not last week, because we were at Tales of the Cocktail, um, but uh, the week right before that. And I can't tell you how much uh, I really appreciate having the opportunity to not only like host a show and, and talk about something that we're all very passionate about, but also to have so many good people on the show and listening to the show. Uh, I just want to say a big thank you for that. Um, we did take a break. After the hundredth episode, two weeks ago, for the big uh, Tales of the Cocktail conference, and I, I want to give a big shout out to everyone that uh, was there and participating, uh, showing off their goods and in uh, some of their beds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I want to give a, a big congratulations to the Nomad and to Clover Club and to the Dead Rabbit, totally representing New York City and like taking away a lot of the uh, spirited awards. Uh, big shout out to everyone there for that. And I can't think of a better way to kick off the next hundred episodes to come with with none other than uh, a friend of the show already, a uh, good friend of mine and also one of my bartenders and tiki expert, Garrett Richard. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Damon. Dude, it's awesome. I, I, I'm so glad to have you, man. I do need to say, I've, I've been listening to your show before I was a bartender, so... If that has any weight to it, um, yeah. When I was working in radio, when I was in between, you know, sessions and all that stuff, I was listening to you on the radio. That's awesome. And it was a good, uh, it was a good insight into what was coming ahead for me. So, I think that's yeah. one of the things we first talked about. I remember meeting you um, 
like yeah, about that time, um, about two and a half years ago. Um, probably it, was it one of the Tiki Mondays with Brian Miller, or was it like? It was even before that. I remember. I remember I, you came into the bar. I came into your bar and. I was referencing your third episode with Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that, you know, at Prime Meats, you always had Benedictine and, you know, bananas and rum agricole and falernum, <laughs> and you could make a papa tea paralyzer for me. <laughs> you know, little did I know how uh, annoying that order was, but you made me uh, a Das Boot instead, which is a really great tiki drink with uh, Underberg and creme de cacao and. Uh, you didn't even have a name for it at that point. That's how long Adam, ago it was. Tiki Adam yeah, named that one which... for me. Actually, he named the Papa Tea Paralyzer as well. Yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can name like dark, boozy stir drinks, but uh, you know, like when it comes to tiki drinks, I I, I, I could probably throw a name or two into the hat. But uh, you, you know, guys like you and Tiki Adam, Brian Miller, you guys are the ones with the the real you're the real wordsmiths. As the it flair were. for the exotic, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to name tiki drinks after a prog rock, you know, album. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So actually, I mean, you've been. Um, over the past, you know, couple of years, I mean, like, you've really blown up, like, as far as, like, as far as, like, not only the cocktail world, but specifically, like, the tiki cocktail world, you've really made a big name for yourself. You made a big splash, as it were. Oh, uh, Jesus. Well, that's generous of you to say, but, I mean, I am, I care about this category very much, and, you know, uh, to tie into your last episode, I'm here to promote, uh, I'm throwing a bunch of luau's at the Res Space, which was opened by the Franks. Which The was last episode we last had. Last episode. Yeah, we're yeah. going to continue. The Damon doesn't know this, but we're going to do, every end of the episode is going to continue into the next one. <laughs> until, you know, you find out that the island wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> and what does the church mean? Yeah. You know, it's it's this is a high concept uh podcast we're on right now. <laughs> no one really knew that going into it with episode three with Tiki Adam, but yeah, it's like basically the we are the lost of radio. <laughs> but uh basically um last around last year I started uh I did a luau in Jersey at uh Catherine Lombardi at um Francis Schott and Mark, uh, Mark Pascal's uh, restaurant. They're old friends of Dale DeGroff. Um, and they actually have another podcast that I was listening to when I was an enthusiast called The Restaurant Guys. And I would always see them at uh, Tiki Mondays and at different events. And I knew that they were friends with Brian Miller. And I had worked with him once before at that point and was a regular there. And I wanted to... Uh, bring those two together and so we did a pig roast in jersey we had uh beach from berry come out we had a lot of uh new york crowd come out to jersey for a luau so once i was given the opportunity by the franks to do something with the red space and red hook i was like well if people are going to come out to jersey for a luau they better damn well come yeah. to red hook for a luau especially since the space and res is uh it's beautiful it's an outdoor garden there's barbecue and there's a full bar there that you know i'm going to take full advantage of uh and a frozen drink machine which oh yeah damon had the opportunity last a uh, couple weeks ago to use it you know he took it on its maiden voyage and i'll just say i don't remember much about it but i had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> and your girlfriend definitely uh just like chastised me earlier about uh the the, the aftermath of of that yeah, I had to visit May at her, at her uh, cafe that she was working at, um, and you know, I, I did give a little bit of fair warning, but it was it was 
it was not a good first impression for the staff there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, let's okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Like, frozen drinks machines. All right. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I get so caught up in like antique barware stuff from like the 19th century, like crystal mixing glasses and old like silver jiggers and like bar tools and everything. But god damn it, man. I, I it just changed my life. No, like, I know. It's my it, first time it's... to ever use a frozen drink machine, and it's like I I I'll throw all that away. I'll trade them all in for a frozen drink machine. No more bitters bottles. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's I I get it because it's like punch, but you get this like beautiful texture. It's frozen and it's frozen, <laughs> and you can do things that maybe you wouldn't do in punch. Like you wouldn't put you know banana puree and you know uh, cucumber water and punch. It just wouldn't work, but. In a frozen drink, in a frozen drink is beautiful, and yeah. I, I, you, you see that around the city a little bit. It's not so much, but here at Roberta's, there's, you know, you're I'm drinking, drink, drink you're one drinking right one right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one at Mother's Ruin, which uh, Brian Miller at Tiki Mondays has used quite well. Um, so I'm excited to do it. Actually, to plug the menu, we're going to be doing uh, one of my the only I, the menu is a completely new set except for this drink. But I've never done it frozen. It's uh, I did it for Remixology, which was literally my first time behind the bar in New York. Um, it was a drink called the Guerrero, which was uh, paired with Beck's Keo Guerrero, and it's uh, it's basically it's almost like a spiced colada with lime and mango and cinnamon. You know, it's trying to emulate the Mexican street vendor flavors, which uh, I would pass all the time when I went to uh, my radio job. They would have the you know the spicy mango with the hot sauce and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I've never done it as a frozen drink, so I'm really excited to see what that's going to be like. Nice, yeah, I, I am excited to see what it's like. I mean, I, I'm actually covering for I think you <laughs> on, on that day. <laughs> You're opening, but, so you should be. You should I'll, be buy I'll it, come, buy I'll come by afterwards if there's yeah. any left. I, I, I sure <laughs> hope to have some. You know, go back to the the thing you just said about the uh, the remixology. And competitions. I know, especially like Steve Schneider from Employees Only. He's been on quite a few times. He's in the like, I believe he's in the the Five Timers Club, like like in the SNL. Like yeah, I'll Live. get I'll get there. At yeah. some point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know he's like he's known well as like you know a competition bartender. Um, uh, you know, well not nec- that's not his. Title, no, but he's a competitive person. Yeah, and he d- and you know what he always uh, I did one with him, uh, which was the Bacardi Heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at Lincoln Center, and yeah, he throws a great show. He and his drinks are always great, so it yeah. makes sense for him to do those things. You know, those competitions. Well, the thing is, like, in, in like go. Well, I the reason why I brought up the competition uh, bartending and um, for your competition with uh, Remixology is that, well, first of all, um, going back to uh, the Dead Rabbit, Jack McGarry. Got the. He's 24 <laughs> years old, and you know he won this award at a. I was confident awards. I was the youngest person in New yeah. York doing this, and now I'm just I, I'm gonna have my but, mid mid or quarter life crisis now <laughs> because of that. Thank you. But no, but but I was gonna say is like you know like I know that uh, in the past we've spoken about this. Um, I don't think that we talked about it last time you were on air with me, but uh, about the the competition. Uh, Age limit. Oh, that was yeah, that was very frustrating for a Did, while. But was, was there an age limit for the remixology? No, they and actually they didn't even um, ask if I worked for a bar. That's the only way I got it. And I did it. I I did it in 2010 
in San Francisco. Just just to just to jump in there real quick. Yeah, um, sure. A lot of people, a lot of brands, and a lot of competitions, they have an age statement. It's like, yeah, it's twenty five is the age statement, um, which was difficult for a while. Remixology didn't have that, which I was thankful for. They didn't have a, a bar association statement either. Usually, you're supposed to be associated with right. the bar. Uh, and I did it twice without actually working in a bar, which maybe That's wasn't awesome. the smartest thing, but <laughs> I guess my philosophy is just jump in head first. Yeah, totally. Know? But, uh, you know, it, it's probably a good thing because now I have a library to work with, which I, you know, maybe didn't. But the other thing is that I like about competitions is they, f- I, I'm the type of person that I forced to try to think of something new with competitions and slowly learning that maybe that's not necessarily the best thing is to go with something that you've made a million times but it's nice to be forced to be creative that way especially you know throwing in something like i always want to do a tiki spin with things so uh with the remixology i got one of the best drinks i got two of the best tiki drinks ever done because of that competition yeah i mean like i think you know like before when you're saying that you were uh you know, you were collecting uh, Exotica records and like, like, kind of like t- tiki Polynesian music and stuff. Yeah, that's that's how I like, got into it. Before. And then, like, you were buying all these cocktail books when you were like nineteen years old. Like, and like, I we share that same like kind of history as far as like underage like enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not trying to promote that for anyone who wants to sponsor this show. <laughs> but <laughs> no, just you just have to travel to another country to enjoy your hobby. That's yeah, all. <laughs> exactly. But um, I think it's really. Cool. I, I think it's very like refreshing, like the uh, the enthusiasm that you have for these drinks, and like and and the history. You know, like that's why I got into it too. It was like the 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 actual history and like the ingredients and like just kind of like the whole culture around it too. You know, and like so it's I came into it from a different angle. Like it was more like like the whiskey driven kind of stuff, and you yeah, came into I, it from like the tiki side. I mean, like I think it's I think it's really cool to like. Like when you actually know, like deep down in your soul, like like what you want to do with your life, and like and like what you're into. I think that's such a cool thing. Yeah, and it, I mean, it took a while to sort of uh, make that transition, but once it did, it just it, everything took a, just took a felt while to so finalize nice. that recipe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Finalize the specs on my life <laughs> choices. <laughs> but I mean, once it was done, it just it felt like I've been doing. I mean, I've only been doing this for two years, but it feels like i've been doing it much longer mm-hmm. just because of how comfortable i am with you know with working with you and you know everybody else um, and i'm really thankful for that yeah i mean like it's good i mean like to me there there are a lot of things like a lot of like issues with like like for for, for my point of view like like hiring good bartenders and and people who are very passionate about it. it's it's kind of like I, like a strange curse with like the the food and beverage industry that it's such a big industry and you can't expect everyone to be as passionate and as driven as guys like you are you know sure sometimes you have to motivate people yeah. with your own passion yeah. you know and sometimes you know sometimes you it's just you, a job yeah, yeah which is fine um <laughs> but you know like it's you know just in the same way that you know like if you if you sell tires it's like man I sell tires for a living, but God, these tires are great. They're going to save your life one of these days. If everyone can be uh, as Hank Hill is to propane, then, (laughs) you know, 
that's an ideal world usually. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, with with uh, with the Brooklyn Luau, uh, which is Saturday, uh, July twenty seventh. What's I mean, what's nice is at res three three seventy two Columbia. Yes, at Red Hook. <laughs> Plug. It's uh, <laughs> it's nice because a lot of the drinks that I've come up with at Prime Meats for regulars that are tiki inspired, they maybe didn't have a place on the menu or the menu just it wasn't the right season or whatnot. And I'm now able to bring all these things to a venue where they can sit and. You know, hopefully uh, this this one on Saturday is going to be the first one, but we're going to do uh, at least a few more before uh, the summer is up, and maybe with a few guests, we're we're working on that. <laughs> I'd hang on that backyard even if the snow was coming down, and I and I kind of have. Yeah, you. I'm sure you have. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, um, it's such a cool venue for that, and you know, like. Like you said, you know, it's it's a great place for luau. We've done a lot of barbecues with, like, Danny Bowen and... Yeah, I worked that chefs. birthday party. Yeah. Um, on a boat. Yeah, I wish that boat... Uh, one of the Franks, he uh, kept his boat at uh, Rez, and it was it's a beautiful vintage boat, I think from the 60s, a lot of great woodwork on it. And uh, the day before I'm supposed to work this birthday party... I get a text message that says, oh, this is your bar, and it's a, it's a boat. Picture of a boat. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, uh, it was great. It was literally I made punch and highballs for people. And, you know, I made, I think, about three or, three or four because of how high volume the party was. But it was appropriate. I, I don't know if anyone on this show knows, but uh, my nickname at Prime Meats given to me by Jim Kearns was 10-gallon because I make so much punch. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I do sell it, but sometimes it doesn't sell because it's a dead day. You know? But, <laughs> but uh, actually, I think at Danny Bowen's birthday party, I probably did sell 10 gallons. So I probably <laughs> finally lived up to my name. But it was great. I mean, like, later on in the, the evening, you and I were in the front of the boat talking about life and, you know, lessons and all that good stuff. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, uh, The boat's not there, but the camaraderie is still there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue talking with Garrett Tingallon Richards. Yeah. <laughs> Love takes its toll in this city. It'll knock you down, hit you straight on your Today's program was brought to you by Rolling Press. Rolling Press is a family-run digital and offset print house that brings together eco-friendly methods, ethical practices, and personalized service. Using environmentally responsible papers, non-toxic inks, and wind power, Rolling Press represents the harmony of traditional craftsmanship and mindful sustainability. Rolling Press offers advice on reducing paper waste and energy consumption, helping you save money and minimize your carbon footprint. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. And we are back. You're listening to Speakeasy, and you're also listening to Garrett Richard shaking up some cocktails for us. We've just been talking about his event that he's 
going to be kicking off here uh, a few times here for the rest of the summer at Res, down in Red Hook at 372 Columbia. And um, we we're just talking about uh, some tiki culture and some like background of uh, influence and imbibing. And what are you making for us now? So this is going to be the uh, House Mai Tai at the Brooklyn Luau. It's a, it's a, it's pretty traditional in the Mai Tai sense, but uh, it has the incorporation of uh, coconut tea, coconut black tea from Beverly Hills. It's a tea house that I'm obsessed with. I love it. I always visit it every year during Christmas time with my family. Uh, it's called the American Tea Room, and. I, this was the first tea I bought from them, and I was like, I have to do a drink with this. And basically, it's standard Mai Tai, but I, I use a H Puerto Rican rum. It's a Rond- Rondel Barolito three-star with uh, the coconut tea, uh, Adam's Orgeat, Pierre Ferrand, dry curacao, and lime. Cool. I mean, I, I know you've made uh, a few drinks in the past with the, uh, the coconut tea doing like different infusions and whatnot um and i think it's such it's a really cool element i mean like especially like since we don't necessarily have like well i mean like specifically at primates like um we don't necessarily have like coconut milk or water or like any like actually coconuts in general at all yeah like and there. and coco lopez it's, it's great i you know there's some drinks of mine that will i'll never substitute coco lopez but to some people it turns them off because you know, it's thick, it's it's very sweet, and the tea was an attempt to sort of get a drier coconut flavor sure. into a cocktail, which I think is still the holy grail. So, you know, for a lot of tiki people, is getting like a good dry coconut sweetener. So this is my attempt at doing it. And uh, right now I'm just putting a lime peel on the top of uh, the drink and some nutmeg. And uh, this Mai Tai is actually, Mai Tai variation is going to be... Hopefully, I, I've i gotten confirmation. I just haven't made my flight yet or my hotel reservations, but it's going to be at the Mai Tai Festival um, at Don the Beachcombers in Maui. Nice. Yeah, on August 17th. So hopefully I win. <laughs> nice, dude. You know, I, okay, so first of all, like, I just want to say this real quick. I, it, I, it's really, like, to me, it's kind of a, a weird thing to, uh, thank you, yeah. um, to have a lime peel, like a lime twist, you know? Um, a lot of drinks, I mean, like, specifically anything that has, like, uh, it, lime juice in it or, you know, any kind of lime element, it's it's such a, like, really fragrant, like, it's actually kind of, like, grassy to me. And I think it's cool, especially, like, when you do, like, tea punch or anything with, like, a like in, like an agricole rum. I think the, the, the lime, lime twist. The lime is so necessary. But the twist the itself, yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's something you don't see very often. Well, you see it a lot in Charles H. Baker. Sure, uh, sure. He he even uh, garnished the Remember the Main with it. He said you could use lime or or uh, lemon or cherry. So I always love that when they're like, "Yeah, I can use this or this or that," but it's it comes through really well, especially with man. Wow, this is great. This is a really great mai tai. Oh yeah, thanks, man. Wow. <laughs> Especially like, dude, the lime oil really comes through with the uh, the nutmeg. Like, they really like go really well together. And it goes, it does go back. Like classically, like the Trader Vic's Mai Tai needs that half of lime thrown in there. It's not for the pith. It's for the it's for, for the, the skin. Yeah. So this is a, the same way of doing it. It's just in a different way. And sure. I guess that's 
kind of what I'm trying to do with Tiki in general is to do it classically, but maybe just do it in a different way. Sure. Um, I mean, but because, like what you said, like like a lot of times when you do like a like a Moscow Mule or like. Uh, I mean, like even even my buddy Adam Harris from Maker's Mark, and like when he does a mai tai, he puts the whole shell. Like after he juices the uh, the lime, he puts the whole shell in there. And you know, it's 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 one thing to see the 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 half shell that's ju- been juiced and then discarded into the drink. Um, you're getting the oils in there, you yeah. Know? And like with this, it's like it's the same thing, but it's like a different presentation. And it's like you're it's kind of a cleaner presentation, really, because when you put the the half shell in there you've got like some pulp hanging out and stuff yeah there's no pulp in this in this yeah. one which is you know nice because i just want the focus on the nutmeg and yeah. spiciness so yeah yeah this is great this is great you got any more of these <laughs> well i made one i made one for our producer but he's not coming in here so you might want to just grab it <laughs> get in here there it goes grab it it's right there yeah it's right get there on, to- on top of the mini fridge <laughs> on an unrelated note, uh, during the heat wave, I bought myself uh, a mini freezer. It's one of the best ideas I've ever done. I, I suggest it to anybody. A better idea than frozen drinks machines? Well, I can't afford that for my <laughs> apartment. But if you can't afford a frozen drink machine, buy yourself a mini freezer. It well, saves well, a lot on of that note, On that note, um, you are a huge, huge fan of the uh, <laughs> slurping Mai Tais, but also yeah. a huge fan of the... The Hamilton Beach Blender. Yeah, I almost brought it today, but I am going to have it out in uh, in res. I just I so one of my first bar experiences uh, was going to the Tiki Tea. It's it's the Love texture it, that you get from those drinks is just amazing because well, it's it, really it's a milkshake and the head. Machine. Yeah, it's a milkshake machine. So it aerates it as well. It aer- aerates it. It circulates it, and you know there have been techniques developed in new york to sort of simulate that um the three cube shake is one of them mm-hmm. uh the folks at milk and honey sometimes and painkiller do a dry shake and then with a little bit of swizzle and you do get foam from that but at home just and you know uh my girlfriend may can attest to this uh i will use the hamilton beach with crushed ice uh actually hand crushed ice it gives a head that's just amazing, especially if you use a Pilsner glass. It's the same head that you would get on something like a Heinstefan or, or any kind of wheat beer. It's amazing. And the great thing about that is is that it pushes the aromatics to your nose throughout right. the sipping of the cocktail, which, you know, you don't get necessarily with uh, with shaken drinks too much. You know, another thing that I really like is, like, like Tiki Tea in L.A. is, I mean, it's is it now, like, the oldest... Or is the Maikai in uh, in Florida? Is that the oldest tiki bar? Oh, in like in, in America proper, I don't. I think there is. Well, I know there's an older one in LA, um, but there's also. But the Maikai is 1959. But I mean, between okay, the so two, the, the Tiki Tea is 1962. Yeah. yeah, but its roots go back further because the the Maikai was Chicago. It has roots to the Don the Beachcomber Chicago, which was in the 60s. But the owner of uh, Tiki T Ray Buen and his now his son Mike runs it and his grandson Mike and uh, I forget the other grandson's name that uh, just started. probably also Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's he's uh, yeah. Anyways, um, the, that guy Ray has roots back to 1934. He was in the original uh, right. Five Boys or whoever that worked for Don the Beachcomber. So he goes back way back with uh, right. Don. But but the Maikai has the reverse sort of uh issue is that it doesn't go far as back but it doesn't 
stray from tradition either. It's, you know, some of those drinks are almost exactly the same. Um, and the innovations that they did are, you know, complete. Like if the, you've ever had the black magic, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's definitely something that, you know, they, Don would have done in his lifetime. Yeah. I, I was thinking about the, uh, you know, the, the, the way you were talking about the, uh, the technique of using uh, dry shakes or the three cube shake. Um, to build up the head on uh, on these drinks, but also one thing that they do uh, at Tiki Tea, which I don't think is actually I think meant, I know where to, you're going meant to be like a, a giant like middle finger to like like the modern cocktail classic cocktail movement and whatnot. But uh, they use jiggers to measure out the rum. <laughs> it's a very loose, but they yeah, they very loosely they they jigger into. <laughs> They they pour into the jigger, but they let it overflow for but uh, probably about two more ounces, and then they drop the jigger in, and it's it's one of the coolest things ever. I know, and for certain regulars of mine that like stronger drinks, I, I do do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's it's, it's so funny. Like yeah. when we go to all these classic cocktail bars, and uh, I'm not knocking anyone, but I, it's like some, you know, like it just like in our in the state of things nowadays, like where we're like super specific about like. You know what is what is an actual bar spoon measurement, and what is like you know we do a, a half teaspoon of this, and like you know uh, three drops of this, and whatnot. It's like then you go to Tiki Tea, yeah. People are smoking cigars in there, <laughs> and they're using a jigger, but they're just letting it overflow by like a couple of ounces, then dumping it in. It's just like a big fuck you to like all that, but they're not meaning to be that way. But I just think it's funny that they're using they're, they're using a measurement device. I know. I tried to explain it. I was like, it's like half between free pouring and measuring. Like it's, it, you can't really explain it unless someone's been there. It's but like it's great. Yeah, you know, it's so cool. It's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And, and it's one of the places that's actually grandfathered in, like where you can actually still smoke in there. Which yeah, actually because it's adds... only owner operated. That's why. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny to me that the that whole it builds into the whole experience. You know, I mean, like even if like, I mean, when I first started bartending in Oklahoma City, the bar that I first started at, I was there for about two months. And people could smoke in there, and then oh, really? that's when the ban went into effect. And we were probably like way on the tail end of like everyone banning uh, smoking in bars. Yeah, I would think I would think so. But <laughs> it was like I was like, wait a minute, oh Jesus, I, I'm I, okay. I can actually like I can actually like smell the wine that I'm <laughs> drinking, or like you know, like I can actually like have this full experience, you know. But uh, there's something to be said about like tiki drinks. In a old crusty like yeah, I want I want a fog cutter and a fog in a, of, of a tobacco fog. smell. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it. Yeah, it. I don't know if we'll ever get that in New York, but um, you know, it's interesting. There are a couple like L.A. bars that have figured it out how to get around it. You know, besides the Tiki Tea, like uh, Kanye Rum Bar, which. Um, I mean, one day, literally, I bar back there was one day, and then I moved back to New York. But it was fun, um, and I, I was a regular there. It was uh, They actually have an outdoor area where you can have cigars and rum together. And then La Descarga, too, has an area in the back where you can have rum neat, rum on ice, and really good cigars. It's awesome. I I would love to see that in New York. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. It sounds like the patio of Tiki Adams' place. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it yeah, is, right? Yeah, so maybe it does exist, but 
I mean, going back to New York, though, I mean, for me, it's it's interesting because we had Lonnie Kai closed, which was um, it was a really you know sad day for me because uh, I was a regular there. That's where I got hired for the first time, um, and then PKNY uh, has closed this week, which is it's it's awful. It's a real blow to the culture at large. But I mean, but but what? What you what you just said about those? It's actually it's those were not closed because of lack of interest. Oh, the, of course not. Were, it was outside issues on both of them. You know, real, yeah, you know, like real estate and like all the bullshit that we deal with. In it was New, New York bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I to me, it's like it's understandable, but yeah. you know, that's just going to come back around. Yeah, it's just it's too bad that the consumer maybe thinks that it's oh well. T- I guess Tiki doesn't work in New York, which is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, last year, um, I think it was around April, or it was April of this year, I saw Jeff Berry at uh, the Museum of Natural History, and I thought it was just going to be sort of a general talk on tiki and maybe equate it to you know the Polynesian cultures that are in the museum. But the whole lecture was on how Hawaii and New York, New York was considered Hawaii's ninth island because we had urban luau's here, we had really great venues like the Hawaii Kai on Broadway, the uh, Luau on 57th, the Hawaiian Room on Lexington, and, you know, obviously Trader Vic's, which is where 2001 was conceived of in that yeah. bar. So it's – and the first zombie ripoff was at uh, was at this place called Monty Prozer's um, who – had the balls to serve it at the 39 world's fair and said, Oh, if you're in LA, go say hi to Don for me. Like, and he was, <laughs> you know, that's, that's some great copyright infringement right there. When you actually reference the person that you're, uh, ripping off. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty ballsy. Well, back then, you know, no, there was no, uh, you know, internet. So someone on Yelp couldn't from California be like, this is, this is ridiculous. I went to the world's fair and it's not even close to the, Zombie I had in L.A., you know. <laughs> it's almost like the modern-day equivalent of us uh, saran-wrapping a shot glass of Fernet and putting it into the pocket of a, uh, a customer when they say they're going down the street to the, our friend's bar. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. Also, don't leave your cell phone on the bar because we'll saran-wrap that, too. Well, Damon will. <laughs> I, 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 Damon has a weird obsession with this. I, I don't get the joke. I wasn't there at the beginning of it, but... I am amused by it. I don't it. even get it. Yeah. <laughs> I still do it, though. Um, we're at the end of the show. Yeah. Garrett, thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, and, I, I, and It's always a pleasure. I know you're going to be on again. New York is going to have a tiki renaissance. We're, we're waiting for the next crest of the wave that's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And start it by coming to the Luau. Absolutely. That's going to be... That's going to be this Saturday, uh, July 27th at Res, which is at... 372 Columbia in Red Hook. Awesome. Well, guys, I, I want to say that, uh, just again, uh, congratulations to all of our friends who w- took home a ton of awards. New York on, sweep. If we, New York just swept it up. But before we leave, can, wait, can we do this bit in the radio voices oh, yeah. that we do behind the... All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
All right, so we had a New York sweep at the Manhattan uh, uh, at the Tales of the Cocktail Conference. We had a uh, Dead Rabbit getting two awards. We had the Clover Club getting three. Julia Ryer, oh my God, getting the best bar mentor. She gave me my first job. I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> I'm going to throw it back to my friend Damon. He's going to give us a little bit of the closer on this well, show. Well, Gary Richards just came back into the studio two for Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. A little bit late by one day, but uh, that's okay. We'll see him anyway. <laughs> uh, turn the knob off and shut off your podcast because we're over. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Speakeasy. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The purple buns is grooving, them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.